Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I think it just goes back to that press thing I was saying. Like, you could, famous people could not exist. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's how powerful they very are. very controlled. You know, so it's all like what you control. So it's back to like Taylor and, and Kanye. It's like, if Taylor wanted that to disappear or still be a story, it would. Right. Daniel Day Lewis doesn't have these incidents ever, no. and there's a reason for that. Yeah, and that motherfucker's yeah. nuts. He looks Tennessee and Way crazier than Kanye. Yeah, yeah. yeah what do you think he was doing in that log cabin while he was preparing for Lincoln? Like, yeah. <laughs> He had slaves locked up so he could know what it's like to free them. Yeah. <laughs> like he was letting them out crazy. one at a time. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> you know? Malik, you're first. Get out of here. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that he is called Andre 3000 because there were 2,999 other clones that he defeated in battle to become the ultimate Andre. Hell yeah. I'm I'm one of your hosts, Langston Kermit. And I'm David Borey, 3001. <laughs> I do like this theory because it, it, it does explain why he became such a peaceful person. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That like, after you've murdered all of these other clones of yourself, you're going to be a much more chill guy in the, on the back end. It's very similar to that Jet Li movie. <laughs> <laughs> the one... Almost identical to that Jet Li like very Andre 3000's entire life. Listen, we don't have to put that on wax. <laughs> I I can say this, I think with almost certainty. I'm not 100%, but, but our, our guest today I don't think has murdered anybody, especially not his clones. I think he's a, 
I think he's an upstanding citizen, a fine man, a hilarious comedian. Fucking, fucking so funny. You know him from writing on SNL. You know him from, from writing for Chris Rock. He and I did that together years ago. And uh, what a harrowing journey that was. And most of all, most importantly, you know him from his brand new self-produced special on YouTube called Thank You, China. So funny. I was watching it just recently. So goddamn funny. Please give it up for our guest, Mr. Nimesh Patel. Thank you, Langston. Thank you, David, for having me. Hell yeah, dog. I don't know if you know this, but this is sort of a uh, this is a groundbreaking episode for the podcast. You're the first non-black person we've ever uh, we've ever had. <laughs> what an honor. What an honor. It, privilege. I'll, I'll try to carry the torch for the non-black uh, people day. Uh, going forward, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's either going to go really well or you are going to be hated by the community <laughs> for what you're doing. <laughs> either way, I'm fine with it. You know, it's OK. <laughs> I have no problems with that whatsoever. You know, if I ruin it for every other Indian person. After I've this, known you for some time and I believe you. I, I think you you more than most people <laughs> will relish that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you'll handle it just fine. Yes, sir. Thank you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that was positive. <laughs> well, I think it is. I'm in a I, good mood, so it was. Yeah, it's fine. I say it only with with warmth in my heart. <laughs> we we can't deal in shenanigans anymore because you came to us with a, a conspiracy theory that I'm especially excited about. I don't know. I think I've obviously heard it over the years, but I don't know that I've ever given it any real thought or attention. But you presenting this forced me naturally to have to do that. And you said, my mama told me Kanye West and Taylor Swift feud was staged. Yes, I 100% believe that. My mom came to me with conviction and told me that the feud was staged between Kanye West and Taylor Swift. <laughs> and it, 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 it all started in 2009, as we all know, when uh, Kanye famously interrupted Taylor's speech and said, I don't mean to be interrupt, but Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time, of mm -hmm. all time, y'all. And then shrugged, the infamous shrug, and walked away. And I think it was right before, it was right after 808s and Heart, 808s and the Heartbreak wasn't doing that well, or it wasn't uh, a pop in the way it should have been. I think right that it happened in 09. And, yeah, and it, it was very close to that period. I think it was pre yeah. pre Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. but post whatever. Yeah, the preceding album, and, and so. It only makes it makes perfect sense as to why I and, and you know I've seen them be friends afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. That I don't know if that's that, <laughs> that's proof. Though. Like he was Hennessy drunk, right? I've said some things to people I love on Hennessy that we've had to get past years later. Uh -huh. <laughs> so you think you think it was just the booze that I think it was the alcohol that gave him the confidence to go through with the plan. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so you think that he was using it as liquid courage? Another common yes, use. Exactly. Storm the stage, and, and I don't think Taylor. If you watch, if you I watched the the recap of that VMA. Taylor doesn't seem all that surprised what's going on. But I don't know how surprised you could seem, but uh, Taylor, I don't know. It seems like a re a well orchestrated plan for the most famous artists of the time at the moment to just walk on stage and be like. Beyonce is better. 
So I, I guess that's that's what makes me curious, right? Is because you're saying it's staged, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how staged are we talking? In a way that are you suggesting that everybody was in on it? Every single party involved in this knew what was happening, or are there certain people that were like they only talked to Kanye, and Kanye had to get drunk to build up the courage and squeeze on Amber Rose's ass just to you know <laughs> whatever it took Rub her to get him up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I go yeah, over no. the top for that. <laughs> I go over the top for that. I, I, you know, I don't know uh, what Taylor had popping off at the time. I don't, I don't recall which video she won the VMA for. Was it Bad Blood? No, this is way before Bad Blood. I think this is during her Fearless uh, stage. I hate that I know the answer to this. this so, yeah. <laughs> you were so quick. You Watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> this is for love story. <laughs> uh, so I think, like, if if that being the case. That being the case, I I would even go so far as to say maybe it was Taylor who might have hatched this plot. Mm. Kanye Kanye said really on Famous I made that bitch famous and I got to be honest I didn't know who Taylor was before that and wow did you well clearly uh, you did I, I did yeah, I was not, I, I was not a TS I'm from I'm from Colorado <laughs> I knew who she was <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't on on the t- Taylor Swift team. Before that, and I'm not on the Taylor Swift team now, but I'm just saying, like, I wasn't very aware. I knew every Kanye song up sure. until that moment happened, and I liked it always. But right. Kanye was a objectively much more established artist by that point. Taylor was on a hell of a run, I think, uh, but in the in the way that like BTS is on a hell of a run, and I don't know who those motherfuckers are. Do you I know could, what I, mean? I don't like, know one BTS. That's because you're ignorant, Langston. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like I'm other cultures. He says the first person on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that it frankly was intentional this entire time, but you know, here we are. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Here's here's my question. Here's my question. If it was in fact a Taylor Swift plot, do mm-hmm. you think she was open for anybody, and Kanye was just like the spider that fell into the web? Or like, do you think she was like, I just need somebody to come and make a spectacle of my win? Or, or do you think she called no. out Kanye West specifically? I think it had to have been Kanye because uh, he was the most famous and he, it was so in character for him to mm-hmm. spaz at an award show. Uh, he spazzed at the VMAs, he spazzed at uh, the Grammys before that. And mm-hmm. for him, I think Taylor was like, it's got to be Kanye. He's the only person who could do this. And he's got to point to Beyonce. The only person whose video uh, you could say is better, and you you can't say, "Oh, he's wrong." And then that right. hand, you put a little Hennessy in that in that glass of his. Boom. I think he was straight from the bottle hand, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, he was holding it by the yeah. neck, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was a bottle. Yeah. Hand. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he had a hand, a titty in one hand, and a bottle of Hennessy in the other. Truly, Yo. he was living a. Gr- a dream that evening. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's also like the beginning of the end for everybody. That's how it starts. another. Like great. <laughs> that's going to be a great man. opening shot for your movie, Langston. Whenever, whenever you have a movie about your life, it's got to be you. <laughs> Splayed out with a titty in one hand and a bottle of Henny in the other. Freeze frame. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Taylor Swift playing in the background. It'd be beautiful, man. 
Yeah, I so I uh, just to recap a little bit of the evening for our listeners, Kanye shows up with Amber Rose. They're like very publicly dating and going through like a shit ton of PDA that evening. You know, they get crazy drunk in the seats. And then somehow when Taylor Swift is being awarded, I think it was video of the year or something in relation to video of the year. And uh, Olivia sent it. It's it's you belong to me or with me, excuse me. That is the the awarded song that evening or video that evening. And then Kanye, as Taylor is sort of like weeping over her successes, storms the stage, says, you know, this ain't uh, no offense, no disrespect to you, Taylor. I'm sure you're great. But Beyonce had the best video of all time and then shrugs, as you mentioned. And so for you, given the the fact that Kanye is the more famous person, is Mm -hmm. more established, you're saying the real potential benefiter of this situation is Taylor Swift. Is Taylor Swift. And she did benefit greatly from that. Obama called Kanye a jackass for doing that thing. And which means he thinks of Taylor Swift in a sympathetic light. Yeah. What's more famous? I mean, I'm sure Obama was listening to, to Taylor Swift because of Sasha and Malia when he was when they were when Taylor Swift was popping off. But what better platform? And he that was a conversation for weeks afterwards. Yeah, and to your point, it's not a conversation that that felt out of line for Kanye conversations. Like people had been yes. calling him a jackass all the way back to when he was like advocating for Katrina victims and shit. Yeah. So it's not like this was like a world he couldn't live in. But Taylor, to your point, remains a cutie pie who gets to keep sort of progressing as like the budding new famous face in America. If there's one thing I know about hyper famous people is that they can control what's said about them in the news. Mm. Which means if Taylor, I mean, if Kanye wanted that story out or if Taylor wanted that story squashed or whatever, they could have. They could have killed it, or if they wanted it to be made bigger news, they could have made made it bigger news. So, like, if that was the, if that that was like the jumping off point for like a well executed media plan to take Taylor from what is you belong with me to bad blood to you know billions of dollars and sold out towards the point where she's suing a private equity company to get her platform back. Like, she became huge because of that, and kind of yeah. So so here's the the question I have for you, because, okay, if this is to benefit Taylor and Taylor is the main benefiter of this situation, Mm -hmm. does is MTV the one that sort of like masterminds this or does Taylor and her team do it and then present it as like, here's our pitch. What's up? You trying to get in on this shit? (laughs) I mean, that's a that's something I hadn't considered. But having worked behind the scenes at award shows before, you and I both know there's there's a lot we can pitch and there's a lot we can control and a lot we can make happen. I don't know if the minds, the VMAs would have been brilliant enough to orchestrate something like that, but I do sure. know that I, <laughs> I do know, I do know that they have some heavy hitters on that staff from time to time. So I, I don't know who was writing then, but I'm sure if we went through that uh, list of writers that were underpaid for that show, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What what if Eric Andre was on that staff? Then you'd be like, oh, oh I'd love that. that. That's definitely an Eric Andre sketch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I don't feel like the VMAs had anything to do with it. I think it was I think it was I think they were rogue. I think I've only I've only worked on one award show, but it seems like security is lax as far as like bum rushing the stage, right? Oh yes, apparently. Yeah. Like that's like that's like a very easy we say we're gonna do it, we do it. I I don't think 
Because then MTV, I, I don't think I don't think they had any part of it. I don't, I don't think they had anything to gain or lose from it. I think it was like I think I think it was just Taylor's idea. Nam, now I'm in it. Now I really do. The more I talk about it, the more I think <laughs> I do believe. I think it was a Taylor Kanye West plan. And you're right. He he honked a titty. He took a shot, and then he rushed the stage. Maybe he like forgot his role for a second. Like he was at the bar drinking and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go interrupt him." Oh like, damn! <laughs> Is it time? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, I'll keep the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me take the bottle with me. <laughs> I do love Bory that uh, your instinct is to stand up for the uh, Viacom Corporation. You're like, nah, they're they're Listen, good people. They yeah, wouldn't do out. that. I drink it and they're paying me for it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. It, I wouldn't put it past MTV because, I mean, David, I think uh, to counter your point, that clip was replayed a billion times. I think MTV also milked it for as long as they could, like in terms of how much news Mm -hmm. they got after that. This was this was back before they were dead, you know, so people were still watching that shit. And uh, to think maybe maybe MTV pitched it to tell like, hey, we got this idea. It'd be kind of crazy. And uh, tells like. Sure, just let it happen. I don't want to know how it happens. I don't know when it's who's what it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. But wait, you think MTV was the mastermind? I don't think they were the mastermind. Uh, I but I, I I wouldn't put it past them. I still think I still think it might have come from Taylor's camp, or Taylor's camp was like, we need something crazy to happen. This VMA is not going to be enough because honestly, mm. someone wins a VMA is like, all right, well, what's a VMA anyway? But then yeah, Kanye is like, you don't deserve your VMA. Like, yeah, now suddenly it feels like a coveted trophy that that we have to fight over uh, because mm-hmm. that, poor that Taylor Moon Swift. Man, that Moon Man's worth a lot. Did Beyonce know? <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I, I I'm not gonna upset the Beehive. Be, be, yeah, Beyonce, smart move. Beyonce's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Just a sweet angel who never hurt nobody. She wasn't even Victim. in the elevator. Beyonce's done nothing wrong. Yet. <laughs> that know? was Solange musty ass acting up. Not yep. not Beyonce. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Beyonce, maybe maybe Hove was like, you got it, Kanye. But uh, beyond that, no. Do you think uh, just to, to continue down this train? Do you think that that even if Beyonce was a neutral party in this? There were other people aware. I won't say Beyonce. Let's say it was Jay. Let's say it was other people in the room. Do you think that other people were aware of the possibility that this was going to happen? Or was it truly closed door conversation? Nobody knows what's in this bombs everybody. I think uh, knowing who Kanye West is as a person, there's no way he didn't not tell people. That mm-hmm. this was about to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, people were like, "No, Kanye, it's a bad, it's a bad look for you." And he's like, "I don't need you." <laughs> I, got, I got this. I Hennessy got my BSOP. Yeah. <laughs> I got my my dark liquor, my yeah. leather my leather outfit. <laughs> yeah, that, he was wilding a lot. He was. We forget he was wearing a leather shirt, and he had a crazy oh. haircut. He was doing it all. That's why this part didn't show up in Genius. He was like, "Hey, man." I, I don't need y'all. Get the fuck out of here. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Put your camcorder away. I'm not Get gonna, here, I'm not gonna use this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think his I don't think uh, uh I definitely think his camp probably had knowledge from him blaring about it and they probably told him not do it and he's like, I'll show you all. This will this yeah. will all work out for me and he's not technically he's not wrong. wrong. I will 
I will say that that often is the biggest challenge with conspiracy theories that come up and and is is the the part that becomes so heavily debated is like keeping secrets is truly the hardest thing for human beings to do maybe on the on the planet earth like we're fucking awful at it consistently right. everybody's telling somebody something right and so when they say like oh there's fucking aliens in you know in in Roswell or the 911 was an inside job the critique that always comes up is who amongst all these potentially hundreds of thousands of participants is able to like how do you keep that many people from talking shit do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Maybe it was just in the room. Maybe it was in the, the green room like a few hours before they told people. Oh. Maybe he was working up the courage the whole time. Maybe Right. Was- so this this wasn't necessarily a weeks out pitch. This was like, hey, baby, good night. But uh, I got I got a way to make this mad boy sing. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, if I mean, what you're saying is true. People can't keep secrets. They probably pitched Kanye this idea when he walks into the room, when he walks right. into the VMAs, hey man, right. we got this crazy, crazy thing we need you to do for Taylor Swift. And he's like, all right, you know and what? And if, if we're going to play the game, and I know you guys are, are much more on the side that Taylor Swift is sort of the mastermind of this, but if we're going to play the game that this was an MTV pitch, it could be as easy as them going, hey, you know we're about to snub Beyonce and offering that to an already mentally unstable dude off Hennessy, mm-hmm. he's right. gonna do what he already does. You almost uh-huh. think it's like a reality TV play where it's yeah. more, they put him, they put him <laughs> yeah. in a position. They were like, "Damn, that Hennessy looks cold. Well, the city's <laughs> big, right? The bottle's sweating. <laughs> you got funny. that leather yeah, jacket I'm... on. You might gotta make a move." <laughs> He's got the the cuts in his hair. Oh yeah, he was prime. He was prime for yeah. it. He was he was he, ready, baby. He was gonna say something wild that night. Yeah, he wasn't gonna politely go home that evening. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna prompt whatever that is. You don't go out with that haircut and a leather shirt, not fixing to say something crazy to somebody. <laughs> Dog, the fact that he made it. What was it? Two thirds of the way into the show before impressive. he went crazy. Impressive. It's as pretty hell. impressive. <laughs> I want to say something crazy thinking about it. <laughs> Who runs the media? <laughs> David, are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's dead in Winnipeg. <laughs> okay, so Kanye potentially is prompted. He's coaxed into this thing. Do you think, and this will be my our final question before we head off the break, but do you think that Kanye recognized the benefits for himself? Like if his team is going, hey, we don't think this is a good idea or if anybody in his life is going, hey, Kanye, ah, chill, bro, it's not worth it. it. What What is he seeing as the growth that can come out of this decision? I think Kanye kind of enjoys being a heel from time to time. And it might have been one of those heel turn moments for him in between albums, chilling, got no hardcore press happening whatsever. Mm. Like 808s isn't uh, universally loved the way he expected it to be. He's just going through some shit. He wants to blow off some steam. And uh, he do- I don't think he sees the benefits, but I don't think he sees the harm. I think he's just like, mm. people already hate my guts. Whoever's going to hate me is going to hate me. Whoever loves me is going to love me. And this keeps me in the news for another year before the greatest hip-hop album of all time arguably comes out. Yeah, if I know that I'm about, I- I'm sitting on like truly my uh, my masterpiece, yeah. 
I'll I'll act up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you could hit so you could slap somebody. If you <laughs> come out. That's you a could, re- very hit. redeeming album, you know. Yeah, you could really. You that could way, I, man. <laughs> there was ever a time. There was ever a time to slander a pop star. It's when you know you got runaway. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, this is all very enlightening i would say i'm excited to get into this research we're going to take a break we'll be back with more nimesh patel more my mama told me hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy-winning comedy series You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. That's that on that. That's that on that. Yeah, we're back here with more Nimesh Patel. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that Kanye and Taylor Swift's feud was was a ruse. It was a long con to benefit uh, mostly Taylor Swift, but but Kanye got his blessings out of it. And maybe Beyonce, too. Do you think Beyonce benefited from from whatever this was? Everything benefits Beyonce. Exactly. That is the the gravity of Beyonce. All roads lead to Rome. (laughs) Yep, yep. There's nothing. (laughs) No bad things happen to Beyonce. Uh, everything bad that tries to happen at Beyonce is turned into good for Beyonce. Damn. What a nice life for, for that uh, that robot lady. That's really sweet for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Langston. Oh, damn, I'm dead, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come to Winnipeg. They'll never find you. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you can be safe in Winnipeg. <laughs> I started my research by by truly just going directly off of your phrasing of like the feud was staged. And I found this blog from somewhere called SavingCountryMusic.com, which is already a, a beautiful start to... Reputable. Yes. <laughs> That's a dot com you It's said? right up there with peer-reviewed articles. Is SavingCountryMusic.com. But this is a person, the blogger, did a deep dive uh, into their belief that this was, in fact, a stage event. They're, they sort of start this argument by saying there is a history of staged events and staged antics from the MTV Video Awards that already they've already been doing to boost their ratings, right? One of the examples they point to, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was that 2008 quote-unquote incident where Sasha Baron Cohen as Bruno flies into the awards show on like high fly wire cables, whatever, and then ends up uh, 69ing on top of Eminem. They basically the wires, the wires fall down. He he what? ends up landing in Eminem's crotch with his crotch in Eminem's face. A bunch of Eminem's sort of like entourage at that time snatches him up and they're like pushing him and shit. And then Eminem and his people leave the evening. And this <laughs> was at the time a controversial <laughs> moment where we all like, hey, that's crazy. That happened. I can't believe that happened to Eminem. It's impossible kind of thing. I've. It was it the the green thing, the green like one piece swimsuit that Bruno always wore. No, that's Borat. That's uh, Bruno, he was Bruno in had Angel the Wings. And... Yeah, and he had Angel Wings and a thong on uh, when he sixty nine them. Oh, so almost as bad. It, it <laughs> wasn't not that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that. Did was... that one hit? I I don't remember Pretty that close. at all. Was that huge? Was that a was that proven to be true, or was that a actual thing that they did, or was that a hoax? So, so to to the original question, it was a pretty big deal. Apparently, I don't remember it very well either. Although when I rewatched it, I did something clicked where I'm like, ah, oh, I remember this being a thing. But uh, Nimesh, to your question, it was completely a hoax. So Scott Ackerman, you know Scott because he wrote on those same awards yes, with sir, us. Yes, sir. Uh, Scott was, I guess, the head writer of that that award season. Uh -huh. And for weeks, people would only ask questions about that incident because it seemed as if Eminem had stormed off in a huff. And then it got so, I guess, sort of like annoying to have to answer questions about it that he eventually admitted like, hey, y'all, we rehearsed it before it even happened it's clearly a hoax. And then you watch it again and it's like, oh, this couldn't have been more staged. They had cameras in the aisle prepared to watch Eminem like like walk out and he's like bad at acting. So you can tell he's, you know, not yeah. really upset. Also, no one shot Bruno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would have been got. That would have been it. Like the one person in Eminem's posse who definitely was caring and definitely had the license to go to jail for a while because, yeah, you know, like that he's got one of those people in his crew. A hundred percent. And I feel like all of uh, what was that? The, That's what you the, have a shooter for in case a German 69s you on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of D12 is either dead or in jail at this point because of that exact reason. So Because of Eminem's 
uh, rightful homophobia in that situation. <laughs> After years of wrongful homophobia, yes. he finally got one right. A <laughs> uh, man lands on you wearing angel wings and a thong and 69s you. Uh, yes, uh, you can be afraid. You can push him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I is think that's okay. Is it 69 if both mouths don't engage? All right. Now we're asking, I think, uh, more pontificating questions, mm -hmm. more uh, philosophical ones, I guess. If we're going on this tangent, I feel like once the number uh, 69 is somehow uh, emulated, it, it becomes a 69 situation. The act of executing 69 can't be done without both mouth open, but I think once you're, once you're in the position, you're 69. Right. It's a physical Whoa. 69. Yes. It's without... like 69 rising. There we go. I okay. like that. Okay. <laughs> good to know. I love just a calm, okay, as but if it's... this was a question that had been looming in your spirit for quite a while now. Bori asked no rhetorical questions. <laughs> never, never once. <laughs> but if, so if Eminem was in on it. That's right. I wouldn't put it past if Eminem isn't on the, uh, for lack of a better term, gayest stunt he's ever been involved in. Absolutely. I wouldn't put it past Taylor to have a slightly or very drunk Kanye West just come on stage and rattle her a little bit. But to be fair, that that VMA, that's far more whimsical. The 69 is like kind of silly and funny. That's not like, hey, fuck you, young starlet. Beyonce's the greatest ever. I'm waste. Like the other one seems like it has a much darker. It's it, it, it's it feels a lot darker. It feels more malicious for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'll, I'll point to another example that this blogger uh, brought up, which is the 2003 kiss between Britney Spears, Madonna, and Christina Aguilera, which Who similarly became like this big, insane sort of like incident. Remember, this is in the middle of the Iraq war and we're still, we spent almost a year talking about these three ladies tongue kissing. And one of the things that I sort of pulled from this was this is obviously rehearsed, right? They're not this, they're not presenting this as if like, oh, what a spontaneous moment where we're just going to make out with each other. But part of what they're suggesting is the fallout from the other people in the room was more the the stunt and the staging or rather lack of staging that's being presented to the audience, if well, that people, makes sense. People being shocked that Britney and Madonna like are making out and in this. Well, specifically, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake in the wake of their uh, Britney Spears and his split. Mm -hmm. When they kiss and I went and rewatched it. And it's one of my favorite things that I've gotten to rewatch in recent <laughs> history. But they make out and they don't even get a chance. And it's so crazy. They don't even show Christina Aguilera kissing Madonna because they cut to Justin Timberlake too quickly to gauge his reaction to what's happening. So you don't even get to see all three of them kiss because you just are watching Fucking Justin Timberlake look real sad while his lady is <laughs> is getting slobbed down by Madonna. Slobbed down. Why slobbed do you down, talk baby. like that? <laughs> 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 slobbed down. When did when did uh, Janet Jackson's titty pop out? Oh, that was oh, good question. This got to be around the time, right? That was I was in high school. I uh, want to say it was 2004. I think it was after the Britney kiss, but I'm not 100% sure. Olivia just said 2004 is a Super Bowl, 2004. Yeah, all right. I still got it. If that, if, do we think that was staged? 
I think that was stage two. You think so? Oh. I mean, Justin really left her out in the cold pretty quick, though. On that, uh, literally or figuratively, or or both, or both. <laughs> like if it if it was staged, were they not planning on that backlash? Because that shit happened, and he just like washed his hands and like stepped back. Who needed it more? Who needed the titty out more at the time? I I don't think I, I guess I'll I'll take the the negative on this. I don't think that Janet's team wanted that. No, it, it it went so bad for her so fast. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I do think there's some possibility that like Justin's team could have like constructed this and wanted some version of what happened because it truly didn't hurt Justin Timberlake at all until Black women uh, asked for accountability like last year. But like the, <laughs> up through every other time, Justin thrived. He fucking his best albums came after that shit. But that's what the, I mean about the power of the titty, man. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what Ye did. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean about <laughs> Whoa. Now we're starting to see a theme here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's making me a little nervous. <laughs> I gotta find a titty. <laughs> yeah, I have some tests to run. <laughs> Put a titty in your hand and say something wild. See if that changes your career. A oh, genie no. pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, you finally found me, brother. Yeah, you just the old, the one rule is you can't wish for more titties. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a pacifier in his mouth the whole time. <laughs> so so to the larger point, some could argue that this this incident of Britney and Madonna specifically making out did huge shit for for Justin's career. Crimea River had just come out. He had just sort of like in, introduced himself as like this new, you know, I'm a solo artist. I'm not part of NSYNC anymore, whatever, whatever. And then this elevates him into a much more, I guess, uh, sympathetic figure to some extent. Because yes. up to then, we didn't know why they split up. But now this bitch is making out with Madonna and he's got a song being like, she hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Look, I mean, that you, I think you said the key phrase, which is makes them a sympathetic figure. Mm-hmm. Taylor's made a sympath- the most sympathetic figure 100%. you could possibly imagine uh, in front of millions of people. And there's no way that Taylor's team, e- even, even if it was not staged, which I still think it is, there's no way in the back of Taylor's dressing room or whatever, her publicist isn't going, yes. That 10% just turned into a lot of, a lot of money. You know, like it, it's, it's crazy how that there's no such thing as bad press and that every famous person knows that. So for Taylor to just, Taylor definitely won in that situation. And sure. so if, if these MTV cases are any inclination, it's like, uh, it, they've definitely been studied by these people. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is how this happened for, uh, Justin, this is what happened for Eminem. It'll it'll do the same thing for us for Taylor, right? This can't hurt us. Right. So buckle up, sister, because you just got you just elevated yourself in a way that you didn't even realize. A hundred percent. And I think probably seven. Uh, Famous came out in twenty sixteen. That's probably like the statute of limitations, or, or like the NDA died after that, and kind of, kind of just went right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can finally write my poems about this bitch now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
<laughs> so one of the things that you're pointing to, which I think uh, ends up coming up a bunch in the blog, is that they actually talk about a fact, the fact rather that Taylor had incidents in the past where she had already staged reaction videos. Mm-hmm. Specifically, they talk about 2009 before the MTV Awards. There was actually a video that Taylor posted online uh, when the CMA announcements are happening. So the Country Music Award announcements are happening. And she puts together this video where she's like sitting in her cozy bedroom with her mom and her friends nearby. And it's 830 in the morning. They're still in their PJs, but they just couldn't sleep because they're so excited to see the announcement of the CMA nominees and she's cuddling her puppy and she she can't wait. And they say that this is completely staged. And part of the reason that they say it's staged is because that year, Taylor Swift sold 10 million albums. She had sold 10 million records, Mm -hmm. which meant there was absolutely no way the biggest artist in the world wasn't going to get nominated for the Country Music Awards. Like, it's all fraudulent, which means that if you're willing to do that, are you willing to take it a step further? I mean, yeah, big time. I've always considered Taylor to make the jump. Like, every step of her career has been super, super calculated, right? Like, she tried to do it in country mm-hmm. music, fig- figured out she could pivot, and, like, took that turn. I, I completely believe, I completely believe that. That that doesn't seem crazy to me at all. I'm, I'm not necessarily mad at her. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, a cold, calculating, conniving billionaire or whatever she is now is a fine thing to be. It's just a wild step to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be an artist and then also a marketing genius. <laughs> you know, like it's especially on your first album to be able to like make that level of like jump, it's it's a leap. Even if it's a smart one and intentional one, that is uh that is a a hell of a leap for an artist to make. She did it. Yeah. Goat it move. Goat move. So one of the things that they also point to at, in relation to that is the fact that if in, or, or rather, if in fact Taylor did stage this, part of what she's doing, because she sold 10 million albums that year, she is literally the biggest artist in the world that year, which means that the only way to reestablish this sort of underdog positioning that she sort of like keeps herself in of being like, I'm just a cute girl trying my best and making country songs. I don't know what awards are. Did I win one? Oh my gosh. Uh, is to make this mean black man yell at her in front of millions exactly. of people. Exactly. This not physically scary, but I guess compared to her scary black man. Yeah. Black man wearing a leather jacket with a <laughs> right. bottle of honey yeah. on. <laughs> and teeth marks in his hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that that is, it's a perfect uh, counterpoint to who she is as a person. And if that's what she wanted to paint herself as, she succeeded. Absolutely. He's also the only rapper that could have done it without it being a much stranger narrative. Oh yeah, Ghost Ghostface couldn't go on stage. No. <laughs> <laughs> if Ghostface does it, they go. That cocaine salesman is attacking that poor white girl. <laughs> no, they security tases him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ghostface is going up with two bottles yeah. of honey. <laughs> <Like, like. laughs> he's going. To, he's going up with a bottle of honey that he's now made into a chain and yeah, yeah. truly just Swinging ruining around. the night. Some type of a Louis Vuitton fur robe. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the the last little bit I'll get I'll throw in before we we have our second break is that this in fact was not and I'm sure you all remember this 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 was not the first time that Kanye had stormed a stage that in 2006 in fact he had stormed the MTV EMAs the European That's Music right. Awards and interrupted the sort of like video of the year award saying like hey this is Come on, y'all. Y'all seen what they did. You see what I did. I spent a million dollars on my video. This yeah. is bullshit. Nothing against you personally, two European dudes who didn't end up becoming big names. But uh, <laughs> I'm Kanye West. I should have won this award. And MTV was very aware of his potential to do this, which means there were either two things that happened. They're fucking idiots and presumed that he wouldn't do it twice or they were fully aware of it and were comfortable with him doing it a second time. But it's definitely the second one. Yeah, mm. clearly, clearly. You give you give a toddler a gun, you got to expect some consequence. You know, sure. it's, it's like someone's getting shot. You know, don't I know it? <laughs> you know, something something was going to happen. They, they already had experience the first time. Uh, European MTV VMAs, or whatever, definitely just like uh, a testing ground, and maybe that wasn't. That definitely doesn't sound staged. That sounds like Kanye going Kanye being mad. He spent a million dollars and now he's over in goofy ass Europe and mm -hmm. two, two Swedish dudes are about to take an award from him. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, then that forward. goes back to does, so does that mean maybe he could have run point on it? Maybe he could have been like, hey, Taylor, I did this shit in Europe a couple months ago. How long, <laughs> how long prior was that? This, you said it was 2006, right? Yeah, Thanks. 2006. I think I think uh, I don't know if I don't know if that gives him makes him think he's running makes me think he's running point. But I definitely think what you were saying, Langston, is that it lets MTV know that if we need somebody to do something crazy, we know who to call. Mm. It, lets, it lets Taylor know Kanye did this shit. We could get Kanye to do it. He's already got the precedent and he's a perfect person to do it. Right. It's it's them making another. Uh... Another uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, they know what Johnny Depp does. They, 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 they know what that controversy brings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I bet you, I bet you, if you, if you, if you think, if you fingerprinted that Hennessy bottle, Taylor Swift's fingerprints would be all over that Hennessy bottle. They would... Oh man, that's the, that's the smoking gun. Yes, sir. Somebody needs that Henny bottle. Where's that at? <laughs> Some PA yeah, got paid minimum wage to break that <laughs> bottle into a million little pieces in the alley somewhere. <laughs> or or the uh, Taylor Swift's CEO is, has it framed in their uh, in their office the same way Kim and Ray J have the sex tape, the VHS framed somewhere in their office. Uh, that's fun. They're just yeah, there's like just a man who makes more money than everybody involved in this being yeah. like. Thank God for Hennessy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it is. That would be a great Hennessy commercial <laughs> if we're doing sketches. <laughs> it, worked, it worked on me. I'm pretty sure I bought a bottle right after it happened. Like, man, Hennessy gives you uh, bravery. <laughs> Sales through the roof. Yeah, I want to do this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Nimesh Patel and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with Morning Mesh Patel. More My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about the possibility that Kanye West, Taylor Swift, and some uh, very smart white man uh, with a lot of money and a lot of evil in his heart planned this entire thing, that the feud is, is a fraud and we were all tricked by the MTV and Viacom Corporation, which I've been tricked by them before. So it doesn't, it doesn't shock me. Non-union. <laughs> 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 Wait, one week equals $500? I don't know, MTV. <laughs> so I, in, in sort of like doing this research, ended up coming across this article that Billboard wrote 10 years after the incident. So it probably was 2019, where they actually revealed a bunch of things that we didn't know about that evening. And one of the things that they talked about, new details that sort of emerged from this, where producers came forward and said that when, after the incident transpired, after Kanye goes on stage, says what he says, Taylor Swift is sort of shocked, Beyonce was actually backstage crying. Producers say that they found Beyonce with Matthew Knowles backstage crying over what had transpired, saying she felt so bad for Taylor. And then, and this is the crazy part, the sort of like lead dude in charge goes to Beyonce and tells her that she is actually going to win the big, the biggest award of the night. Beyonce was planning on leaving before any of the things finished and they go, hey, chill you're actually going to win. And what a magical moment it would be if you brought Taylor on stage, 
shouted her out and gave her the moment that was taken from her. I mean, that's the nail in the coffin to me. Yeah. You know, also a very smart producer to realize the opportunity that is presented for Taylor Swift. If, if it wasn't planned, that's a very smart producer. But knowing MTV, you know, I'm not sure if they've got the on their feet thinker minds that they that would think, let's get Taylor on with Beyonce. That yeah. confirms to me right. that confirms to me Beyonce's going to win. Beyonce's just been shouted out by Kanye while sitting on uh, Taylor. It's all too perfect, man. It's all too perfect. It's too nice. It's it's a it's a real well knit sweater here, you know. Yeah, it's, that feels very. It feels very naive on Beyonce's. Like, I just don't see her playing it like that. Oh, you're not even buying that she was back there crying and shit. No, I, I like you said, robot lady. You think she was <laughs> like, oh, I'm so. I. What have you known Beyonce to be so flustered she couldn't do her job? Right. Yeah. She she got off that elevator and uh, looked gathered as fuck. Mm. Yeah, she's like, that shit, glad that shit ain't happened to me, though. <laughs> her sister fought her husband, and she looked like she was at at an award show, you know? I got to get on that meditation plan that she's on. I, I think it's called Powering Down with Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Sleep Mode. <laughs> so here's the the other, uh, the you know, and I was sort of on the fence with a lot of these things, but this was the, the piece that really convinced me that you might be onto something here in the mesh with, with your suggestion, is that there have been also staff members that came forward. This all came in that Billboard article, but staff members came forward and said, Kanye wasn't even supposed to be sitting at the front of the stage that night. He was actually seated 11 rows back, 11 rows back, but was moved mid-show because they wanted, quote-unquote, more men in front for the camera. Ooh. Yeah, who's ever wanted that? Yeah. <laughs> also, also that they know 11 rows is a lot of Henny steps. Yeah, <laughs> I believe the math is 33 penny rows. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a one to three ratio. Of, that's a long walk if you're on that much hence. Long enough to talk yourself out of doing some stupid ass shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's sort of it's like that uh that fucking uh death move that uh they do in Kill Bill. You know, it's like that the fifth step. That's the one that gets you yeah. eleven rows. You might be able to to work your way out of this, but your front row, that's you already made your choice, baby. Yeah. Yep. Eleven rows. By the time you get to the front, you realize how bad you gotta pee. Like yeah. it's like too much stuff happening. That's enough time for people to like stick up. Hey, like someone be like, hey, Kanye, come on, man. Yeah, all right, chill out. Yeah, bro. also somebody sees him swaying, right? <laughs> 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 like drunkenly sauntering up. Somebody's yeah. No one can get even get on an earpiece and be like someone stop Kanye. No one's even doing that. Right. I feel like eleven rows, Kanye goes, Hey, should I be wearing leather? I, this feels wrong. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> I'm hot as hell. Yeah, my nipples are chafed. <laughs> right, it's switching the whole time. This is just adding more points to this was all one giant conspiracy, man. Yeah, it, this one that was the one that sort of sold me in into the whole thing. And, and as you mentioned before, this sort of argument of the Kanye whatever turning them into heroes, blah, blah, blah. It goes on for a while. This feud is made more complicated, though, when the debate about the song Famous, which came out in 2016, 
uh, sort of pops up. I'm sure you guys remember this debate where Kanye in the song says, I made that bitch famous. And then Taylor comes forward and says, how dare you speak of me that way? I'm a, I'm a nice young lady. I should not be called a bitch. And then Kim Kardashian comes forward and says, Taylor had already consented to the lyrics of the song and she had record of it. And then those records get released and it becomes an even messier conversation because Taylor does in fact laugh when Kanye's like, yeah, I could still fuck Taylor Swift, whatever. But he doesn't actually tell her that he's going to call her a bitch in the song. He says, I made that, I made her famous Mm -hmm. in the song. Right. So was Taylor saying that was Taylor saying, oh, I've heard the lyrics before that I'm fine with it. We, we've gone past that funny thing that we did before. And then she came out saying, I'm so shocked that no one is. St- Got it. So Taylor, ta- Taylor did, I think, uh, some classic white woman shit where she the first response she had was how offensive this song is. I'm shocked that he would do this. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then Kim was like, bitch, we already played you the song. <laughs> Or we (laughs) we told you the lyrics of the song, rather, and we have it on tape. And then those tapes got released and Taylor goes, well, yeah, I did consent to this part of the song, but it was being called a bitch that I took issue with and I never consented to that. Kim then goes, yes, you did. But then the records show she did not, in fact, consent to be calling a bitch. Who's, Who's got these records? That's the crazy part, right? Is that that no one to this day knows who released the video of them sort of having this phone conversation. Kim, there we go. Now, Come okay, on. now we're playing. Tell me more. I'm listening. Come on, I don't. You think she does anything that's not recorded? Sure. You're right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, all. Yeah. It's, Come on. It's all this masterminded, calculated thing. I wouldn't be surprised if 10 years from now we found out Kim was behind the Kanye shit that Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift. Like, Whoa. That's a, Whoa. I, I'm ki- obviously, I'm kidding, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Are you? If that, if that came out, I wouldn't be surprised. Be Don't like, oh, you yeah. walk this back, you coward. You sit in your <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I understand. Please, I, me. <laughs> I am also nervous to talk shit about the mighty Kardashian empire. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think if Kim is showing receipts then it's all been a calculated thing. You know, mm-hmm. that, like yeah, definitely. I, that it, all the power to her, she's figured out how to get exactly what needs to happen in front, like press wise, whatever, all the power to her to, for having done that. But it just makes me think nothing, none of this is not calculated. Mm-hmm. And, and it just so happened that Kanye's album was coming out then. Oh, let's just record the conversation we have because when Kanye's album comes out, we'll have, a few more things to talk about once the fervor about the album dies down. You go sure, back. I think I think in a even if you're you're not as uh, mastermindy as as they probably are, like in a in a in a not ideal world, Taylor goes, "I love the lyrics; they're gorgeous. Please release the song, and it's a charming tidbit you have for social media." When it comes out in a un- imperfect world, Taylor goes, that's fucking evil and you're a mean man. And then you get to go, bitch, we already told you. And you're you're a scoundrel, too. That's the cycle. Keeps going. That's another that's another step on the cycle. If you if you do the first thing, it's like that cycle. The media cycle only lasts for one. Oh, Taylor likes the song. You, mm-hmm. you say Taylor doesn't like the song. You could do. I didn't know what the fuck the song was about. Well, you did. Then you could argue about that. And that keeps the. The shit playing the, on the airwaves, you know? 
which is exactly how it ended up playing out in real life. They they released it sort of like week by week. We discovered new information about what they knew and didn't know and who had consented and who hadn't ultimately landing on, you know, a great goddamn song uh, where two artists call each other bitches and say they would suck each other off and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I think we did it. I, I don't. I think, you know, the big takeaway, if I if I can land one, is that whether or not this was, in fact, officially staged, everybody benefited and probably has learned how to stage stuff for the future. I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Step one, Hennessy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> step two. I, 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 Big old step titty. one is titty. titty step titty, two titty. is Hennessy. <laughs> What happens after that is up to the titty and the Hennessy, you know? That the Henne- titties and Hennessy do the work after that. This is a self-driving car after that. Yes, sir. Well, this was great. Namesh, could you tell the people where, where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, you can find my special Thank You China on YouTube. And you can find me on tour. I'll be at a bunch of, I'll be at, uh, in Atlanta this weekend at Buckhead Theater, Wilbur Theater next weekend. Uh, Seattle, Portland, a bunch of theaters there. Holler at me and DC Warner Theater in November. Uh, but check out my special Thank You China on YouTube, please. Hell yeah. Watch the special. It's so funny and go see them on tour. That'd be fucking great. And uh, Bory, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Oh, officialdavidbory.com's got all my dates. I'm around, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just go to the website. <laughs> yeah. He's not go feeling to... as positive about his career as the mess. No, I, but can't, that's all I, right. can't, I can't see. I can't. It's all like my camera's not working. I feel down. Hennessyandtitties.com. <laughs> Check it out. I I'm buying that domain right now, man. Hey, somebody <laughs> please get that domain. It's, it's really important to the podcast. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. And if you want to send us drops, if you want to send us your own conspiracy theories, if you want to complain about the things we said about Beyonce, please send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Otherwise... Bye, bitch. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 